So you're talking 5% of the total construction output is wasted on payment disputes, and a large chunk of that, I assert, are needless disputes, needless friction caused about by this poor processing. You are listening to the Property Developer Podcast, your home for tips, ideas, and inspiration to help take your developing to the next level. Now here's your host, Justin Getty. Hello, property developer. Welcome to this episode of the Property Developer Podcast. It's nice to have you with me. I trust you are well and your projects are on track. Things are ticking over with my townhouse development. We're about to start pouring concrete for the footings and foundations, which is a nice milestone to reach. Then it is on to the frames, which tend to go up pretty quickly. The joint venture project I was investigating has not eventuated, with the landowner choosing to sell up on the open market as he didn't want to wait a couple of years to receive his money, even though he would have been getting more money than what he will selling his property. But that's developing, you try and make things happen and then move on if they don't. So I've got a slightly different episode today as I speak with the creator of a service that could greatly streamline and improve the efficiency of your development project. It is a service called progressclaim.com and it basically does what it says on the tin and that is electronically manages the monthly progress claim process. Now I'm sure you know how important it is that people get paid for their work and ensuring the builder and the subbies get paid for work completed is critical to your project, one, getting built and two, you staying on good terms with your building team. I've been going through the monthly task of ensuring the progress claims come in from the builder, get assessed by our architect and then reviewed by our quantity surveyor. And I know there is a lot of mucking about, chasing details, getting forms signed or making sure spreadsheets are completed correctly. So I know the hassle that is involved and most of it is done by email or phone calls with mistakes and confusion so easy to happen. So when I heard about progressclaim.com, I was really interested in it because it seemed to solve a real problem that exists in the building industry. So I had a really good chat with the CEO of progressclaim.com, Lincoln Easton. I'm sure you'll enjoy it too, and it may be a solution that your team considers to help smooth out the progress claim process. In this chat, we discuss the common issues that come up with progress claims, the impact they have, and why it is important to get them right. I started off by asking Lincoln, what would he eat until he was sick? Vegemite and toast, love it to death, and I have eaten a whole loaf in one go, steaming hot, covered in butter. Really? Yeah. Really thick Vegemite, or...? I, I, more scrapes. of everything. Loads of real full-fat, full-salt butter and thick Vegemite, and straight out of the toaster, literally dash, 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 eat, and whilst another one's in the toaster going. And a whole loaf of bread? <laughs> I, might have, I think me and a mate went through a whole loaf of bread <laughs> once when we were at high school. <laughs> You're the first person to, to go for the Vegemite and butter. <laughs> yeah, I reckon that could be one of mine as well. I still think if it was my last meal on this earth, I'd go for veg- hot Vegemite and toast. Well, hopefully our overseas listeners know what Vegemite is. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up on the Marmite, internet. folks, if you're in the UK, European, yeah. All right, Lincoln, we're here today to talk about progressclaim.com, which we'll get to shortly. But if you could give us a bit of a background on yourself and and how you came to be in charge of setting up this service. I founded progressclaim.com, look, originally off a piece of paper and an idea, uh, 2011 officially, was I I set out on my own um, and and started building a, a beta model of the software. I probably conceived of it some years early, but I was working as a CFO in a construction company. Did that for 10 years, so I'm a chartered accountant by background. And I'd work in big institutions. I was at Price Waterhouse initially, and then I worked in big banks in, in London. 
And um, I came home to Australia because uh, it was time to get on with my life and I wound up working uh, with my brother in a construction business. So we, we, um, we, we were originally sort of in residential but we moved into uh, commercial interior fit-out and, uh, and high-end residential um, but also structural as well. Did a lot of uh, pubs up in Sydney, <coughs> out of Melbourne, a lot of work at Melbourne Airport, etc. But we grew, grew that business and uh, ultimately sold it to a Chinese-based investor. But during that time, um, one of the biggest problems that I experienced and I, you know, from the administration side was I saw the, the, um, just the needless waste in, in, in effort on this progress claim payment process. And good tradesmen doing great work, just wanted to be paid and thinking that we were trying to stiff them on, on make the payment. And from our point of view, us being frustrated because we wanted to pay the guys, um, we just couldn't find a system to do it. And uh, that's how ProgressClaim.com came about. How did you find out about ProgressClaim.com, Justin? I was reading about you online somewhere, Urban Developer, I think. And as soon as I read it, I thought, yep, this is solving a, a real problem that's out there in the sector. And obviously any of those good products are solving a problem somewhere where someone's experiencing pain and if you can come in with a good solution, you've obviously got a good product. I actually thought, why hasn't anyone done this before? Yeah. (laughs) So immediately it just sounded like something that would work. You know, we actually, we get that a lot. um, And it obviously gladdens my heart when we go to everybody from, you know, a a tier one multi-billion dollar multinational builder to a small builder and a small tradesman of the father and son renderer, <coughs> I constantly hear that message. Why, thank God you've stopped, someone's finally solved this problem because it's, a, it's just a needless, basically it's a needless accounting processing issue. It comes about or it's, it's been required because fundamentally there's not other software that does this. There is either small business accounting packages which enable you know, uh, businesses to produce a tax invoice, which is fundamentally one or two lines. It doesn't. It's not a conforming payment claim that the payer expects to see with all the information they need. It's essentially, a reconciliation of a contract. At the other end, the big end of town might have systems that they've paid millions of dollars for, bespoke systems in SAP, Oracle, JDM. But but the problem is, it's closed off to to the supplier. So they've got their system. You've got your system. The systems don't talk. How do you bridge that gap? Excel spreadsheets and email, and that's where the troubles come from. And it's this endless reconciling back and forward, and that's not good enough. I need more information. Those numbers are wrong. The brought forward numbers don't tally up. The spreadsheet's been broken. It doesn't add. Um, the information you provided along with the spreadsheet's missing, etc., etc. And from the, the subcontractor's point of view, they're like, these guys are just trying to screw me over and they're just looking for excuses not to pay from the payer's point of view the builder developer they actually want to keep the, they actually want to keep the tradesmen happy they've got they want to give him the cash they just don't want to pay him too much and they want to make sure that they've got you know their backsides covered on the information they're expected to receive to be to be able to, able to make that proper assessment so it's a lose-lose the current situation we we present the solution that's a win-win yeah, well, I'm actually going through the progress claim process at the moment, so I know exactly what you're talking about because that is exactly what happened to us last month. Yeah. Chasing documents, the information was inaccurate and we needed more detail. You spent so much time chasing needlessly, I think, Yeah, and it's happening again this month. So 
from my own personal point of view, I'm very interested in how this can work and how it might help developers run a more streamlined operation. No, absolutely. You, you take any typical building site and, you, and you, do, you don't need to worry about the zeros. You know, whether it's a you know a two bed a two two townhouse development on a suburban building block or, or um, you know or a tower in in the city. Fundamentally, there's the same bunch of trades that are going to be on there. You've got your excavation and there'll you know, be some piling, some concrete, some steel, maybe certainly timber, carpentry, frame, you know, plaster, blah, 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 blah. That num- the number of trades on the site kind of does not difference. It's the size of the contract and the duration and complexity of the project. But fundamentally, on, on any project, there's probably going to be a minimum of 20 and sometimes up to 100 different trades on that site at some point in time. So you just think on that one site, there's, a, there's probably going to be 100 different versions every month of somebody trying to make a payment claim. And from the payer's point of view, they've got to look at each one of those hundred different versions, try and make sense of it. Most often, it won't contain the information they need. They've got to push it back. Please resubmit. Do it this way. Hey, how about... Here's, here's a good one. Have a look at my... This spreadsheet. This is what's... The whole industry uses this as an, a version of the same kind of spreadsheet. Here's a breakdown of the contract works. How do we handle all the variations? Where's the retention at? And all that kind of stuff. We basically provide that in a really simple software-as-a-service solution from 30 bucks a month where both parties have access to the same numbers, so you're not my numbers versus your numbers, you agree the numbers, uh, and then we can actually push it back into your into both party systems, either the payer system or the, or the um, supplier's system as well. So it's completely seamless. So think of the efficiency gains there. And, and, and it basically allows people to get on with building and focus on the real issues. Okay, is it, you know, whose scope of works is it actually in? Look at the contract. Is it defective or not? Have you actually physically done it or not? They're the issues you should focus on, not my spreadsheet says X, yours is Y, where do we sort this mess out? That costs, we, look, we estimate it probably cost, on average, over the over duration of a contract, probably cost at least two hours per claim on average. So, if you're on a site, if ASW is on a site for six months, it's 12 hours, times that by your charge out rate, that's, that's a minimum cost. And both sides, uh, and then multiply that out by the number of trades and the number of projects you do, it adds up. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. I hadn't really considered the flow and effect of all the different trades spending their time trying to sort out getting their payments. Yeah. So, yeah, it does it would add up. It's estimated in Australia alone that the cost to the industry of payment disputes. Now, not all of those are caused by this poor process, but a lot of them would be. A lot of them are, I know, I know that for a fact. Um, but it's estimated it costs $7 billion a year to the industry, payment disputes in construction. Now, total construction output is around $150 billion. So you're talking 5% of the total construction output is wasted on payment disputes, and a large chunk of that, I assert, are needless disputes, needless friction caused about by this poor processing we can eliminate all the needless stuff, let you focus on the real issues. I can see it happening at the moment. It's just the delays and the frustration that people must go through because I know our builder is having to refine some of the detail that he's providing through because our quanti- the quantity surveyor isn't happy with the detail that's mm. been provided. So there's a bit of back and forth going at the moment and he's having to, the builder's having to spend time sorting it out. Well, this is it. I mean, uh, you know, subcontractors think the builder's the bad guy. I mean, I've got to... Confession to me, I'm, I'm the, I've worked on the builder's side, so I've seen the builder's pain, but the builder's the meat in the sandwich here. Um, and their builder's margins, as you probably know, are incredibly thin. I mean, the developer hopefully makes a good buck, we understand, they take the risk. The subby normally makes a pretty reasonable margin as well, and that's not without risk either on the getting, getting paid. 
But quite often the builder's payment is dependent upon good paperwork and the information that flows up from the subcontractor. And this is, this is the thing. I mean, the construction industry is fundamentally one of the world's largest cottage industries. It's 95% small business. And because they are small business, quite often they are administratively poor. They just don't have the resources. Uh, many times it's the, it's the actual guy on the tools who's trying to get home at night. He's doing his, doing his payment claims or he's invoicing. He's exhausted. He's not a spreadsheet jockey. He's not an accountant. Um, but he's being asked to effectively do an accountant's job. In bigger companies, and that includes subcontractors, uh, there's, there's actually arguments between the project delivery team, the contract administrators, project manager, project engineer. They're arguing with their own accounts department internally about whose job is this. The accounts department say, well, I can't authorise the invoice because I don't have the visibility on site. I don't know the contracts. Um, the project manager saying, well, this is your job. I don't look, I've, I approved this months ago. You fight with the bloody subbies. As far as I know, he should have been paid. Poor old subbies trying to get paid. Builders trying to get paid, dog kicks a cat, cat kicks a rat. It's, it's a tough game. And by and large, the great thing what I love about construction is, in spite of all this, people do an incredible bloody job and under amazingly tough conditions. That's subbies and builders and, and consultants and engineers in between. We deliver great projects, but it's, uh, there should be more money in it, I've got to say, for yeah. everyone. I agree with you, because I want to pay the builder. I want them to get paid for the work that they do each month on time. <laughs> Yeah, but I guess they have to provide information that tallies up with the quantity surveyor, so that the bank will pay the bills. So that's kind of where it gets a bit stuck. And that's ultimately it, and that, and that, that is the frustration because when you've got obviously when there's finance behind uh, behind it, ultimately uh, you get bigger and bigger corporations, and you get the QS and banks QS involved. They don't have the same urgency, you know. They're they're tucked up in an ivory tower somewhere, and uh, you know. M- meanwhile, the poor old builders struggling. His cash flow, he's, he's not a bank either. He's probably got his house tied up on, on his overdraft. Uh, he's relying on those funds to be able to pass down the subcontractor. Subcontractor wants to pay the boys the wages this month. He starts turning around and I'm not going to send anyone to site. Okay, the contract provides for you know for measures to to combat that. If he doesn't, and there's liquidated damage, but I've never seen that enforced, you know, on, on a, certainly on a, on a smaller end of the scale. Yeah, the gloves are off, and you're never going to work together again if you if you come to that. But so, there's this kind of brinkmanship that goes on. Everybody, you know, the supplier's ultimate weapon is to withdraw labour. The payer's power is to withhold payment, and so this dance goes on. And if we can, if we can, we can, you know, get rid of some of that heat through open and transparent communication. That's fundamentally what ProgressClaim.com does. It enables a representation of the contract to be shared between the two parties. You've got access to it you know, from wherever you are, on your desktop, on a tablet, on-site, at home. It's not a bit of paper lost somewhere here, there, everywhere. I'll get back there. Uh, let me get back to it when I get back to the office type of stuff. The full history of every contract on every project is at your fingertips, and you can see I claimed this, you paid that, the difference was this because, and we record all that. All the documentation that goes with it can be attached into this, this chain. And in fact, we can we have an in-app chat where you can see the conversation. Where, if you, for example, on variations, where that that, that negotiation takes place, and it's all recorded for the histories there. Um, and we can rather than leave it all to the end of the job, and let's let's sort this mess out at the end of the job, which is which was fundamentally what happens now. Right? We just keep keep pushing forward, keep building, boys. We'll sort this all out. Don't worry, you'll get paid says the builder to the subcontractor, says the developer to the builder, right? Um, and then, of course, once the thing is handed over, okay, 
well, what we know, everyone in the O, is that you can't actually finish it until this mess is sorted out. And this is when then, then the giant paper trail starts and the lawyers and the accountants come in and it costs a lot of money to sort that mess out and the goodwill is lost. So, uh, yeah, fundamentally, we, we, we aim to del- we deal with every month, every contract is fully reconciled in an instant on our system. Virtually all the, you know, you set up a contract online, um, there's reminder notices go out to the subcontractor to submit their claims. Um, the reminders go to the to the builder, the head contractor, to approve the claims. Um, they're forced to explain if they're not paying the full amount. And so, uh, in actual terms of the data entry, it takes about 30 seconds to prepare a payment claim and 30 seconds to approve it. And it's fully documented, emailed with a full-blown PDF attachment, which is fundamentally the Excel spreadsheet that everyone likes, that everyone gets that every time. And so... You, Every contract is fully reconciled. This is the original contract works broken down into the line items or the phases that you wanted to, to you, know, you agree that it's going to be broken down. At. Here's all the variations, what's approved, what's paid on account, what's been rejected. Project to date completed versus previous project to date approved and paid, current month, uh, retention calculations, GST, it's all done and you can do it from anywhere in about 30 seconds, like I said. I know the building industry probably doesn't have a reputation for adopting new technology as quickly as perhaps other sectors. And I know, I mean, this is a audio format, but I've sort of furiously been nodding my head in agreement with you about all the issues that you've brought up. And there's probably a lot of people listening that are thinking the same thing. How do they either overcome that fear of technology or they're not particularly technology savvy? I mean, they're carpenters, they're plumbers, they're builders... Uh, how do they overcome that? Like, what sort of level of skill or um, technological uh, confidence would they need to have to be able to work with the system? Yep. So, first of all, progressclaim.com is um, software as a service. That means it's basically fully cloud and built for the cloud and built for mobile. So, there is no software to uh, uh, acquire, to download, or any hardware that's needed. Fundamentally, if you've got access to the internet by any device, that's a desktop, tablet, or a mobile phone, smartphone then you can get access to Progress Claim. You literally just go online, you, you sign up, which takes all of a minute, and uh, the you can start either set up a project, set up contracts, and, and uh, you can either issue them up to the payer or the, more often the case, the workflow is that the, the developer or the builder will set up the contracts and issue, invite you into the process as a subcontractor to, to make claims for payment. Regardless of where you fit in the supply chain, uh, it's basically designed around any two contract parties, and it's very simple to use. We have a rule, uh, we call it in here with our development team, we call it the, the rule of thumb. That basically means uh, a, a, a tradesman should be able to pull out his smartphone and, operate and be able to submit a payment claim or approve a payment claim with one big fat thumb. Um, and, you know, I, I, I say to people, if, if they're nervous about technology, I don't know how to use computers or I don't have one. If you've got a smartphone... And you're, uh, and you're capable of uh, searching the web. Uh, you might have a sports bet account uh, or, uh, uh, you know, most people these days have got, uh, you know, use a phone to access their online banking or if you can uh, make a phone call, you can use progressclaim.com. Uh, it's, it really is that simple. And at equally at the other end, it's sophisticated enough for the big multinationals to use. So it has multi-company, multi-currency, multi-tax regime, uh, approval processes, etc., etc., that they need, but equally for the small business, and that could be a small builder or a small architect, you know, d- designer, consultant, engineer, a small practice, uh, or a, literally a tradesman who's a sole trader. Anyone can use it 
and, 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 in, and learn it in five minutes. We also, I mean, we have in-app videos and all sorts of other help, but honestly, you, you, you don't uh, need to be an offside work out how to use this. You, know, you were basically just doing what we've done is fundamentally take the current industry practice, the current spreadsheet that everyone, the, the industry uses, a breakdown of the original contract works, the, the bill of quantities that's already in your subcontract agreement, for example, that is represented uh, on our system and accessible anywhere by the cloud. You just make claims against it, either on a percentage completion or milestone or unit of measure basis. You know, In other words, I've done X metres squared out of Y metres squared or X metres cubed or kilograms, whatever, whatever the unit of measure is. So whether you're a... On a residential, commercial, industrial building site, or you're on a civil project, or you know, even engineering, roads, rail, bridges, water, we've got a solution for everyone in that space. Yeah, and I love the idea that it's cloud-based, so that you can, as a developer or the contract coordinator, manager, you could go on and just quickly check where things are at, who's hasn't supplied something, or what's missing. I mean, that would just be so handy. Look, the the, auto, the email reminder functions are really, you know. Um, that's a big part of the value proposition. I think our customers really appreciate that. So, for example, if you're a um, you're a builder or builder developer on a, on a, on a low rise, you know, project reasonably small uh, in the suburb somewhere, um, you know, you're, you're you're flipping around between jobs. You, you may or may not even you know have your your, your base office, but you're out on the road a lot on your, on a building site. You can fundamentally have your contract management tool sitting in your pocket. You can. Pull it out, you can see your project, you can see all the contracts on that project. You can see who submitted their claims, who hasn't submitted their claims. We have email reminders that basically tell you it's you know, the 25th of the month right now. Uh, I can see that you've received the, the, the plumber's claim, the Sparky's claim, but the chippies or the plasterer hasn't submitted yet. Um, you can get on the phone and say, hey, I need you to get your claim and you want to be paid. I need this claim the next couple of days. On the other end of the line, th- those same trades are getting reminders going, hey, it's the 25th of the month, you should have submitted your claim. Seven days later, there's another reminder. Hey, you need to get your claim in. That's obviously powerful for both parties. I'm smiling because I've just done all that stuff myself. <laughs> yeah. Sent the emails, made the phone calls. Well, there's time wasted. That's, I mean, there's time right there, you know. Hey, get your buddy claim in. I actually want to pay you. Oh, yeah, I will, mate. I'll get back, I've just got to get back to the office. Well, he doesn't need to now. Uh, you know, he could be on a Friday night. Uh, I'm based in Melbourne. They could be on their way up to Eildon, you know, for uh, after their houseboat on a Friday night for a long weekend. Easter's coming up. I forgot to put my claim in. You know, they get a reminder saying, "Put your claim in." Uh, I don't recommend it at home, but you could literally have one hand on the wheel, pull the pull your phone out of your pocket, and go, "I've done that, 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 that." Tap, tap, tap. Submit, and a payment claim is produced, fully reconciled contract. Brought forward amounts, previously approved, project to date, current month to date, retention, all calculated, boom, and just sent and sent to the, to, to the builder or from the builder to the QS uh, or, and the client copied in automatically. And all that is done literally in 30 seconds uh, from anywhere, anytime. You don't have to get back to the office. You don't have to get back to the site. You're not fumbling around trying to find those bits of paper. It's all there. And we do it all, for, like I said, from 30 bucks a month. Yeah, I think it's a really great idea. So is it only available to people that are in Australia or is this a global solution so anywhere, anyone anywhere could use it? Uh, no, certainly it's, it's a global uh, problem and um, we're certainly getting... Uh, well, we're focusing on Australia right now. However, um, I've just come back from Singapore. Uh, we're talking to a couple of very, very large multinationals there. But again, the key point there is, you know, and we're on their sites, the trades, 
the trades that are working for these big multinationals can be very, very small, small businesses. That's the industry, 95% SME. So yeah, look, uh, we are, we've actually just registered a company in Singapore. We're also getting demand in the UK. We've opened up in the UK and we've got, uh, through our software vendor partners, we've got some opportunities in uh, the US also. So this problem is the same the world over. Um, in fact, many countries have uh, implemented legislation that's here in Australia called the Security of Payments Act. <clears throat> and that's fundamentally because this payment issue is so big. Um, the governments around the world have had to enact legislation to try and protect the two parties and try and keep the money moving. And uh, that legislation exists in many Commonwealth countries and that's, that's where we're, sort of, we're going to next. So, uh, yeah, it will be available globally. And you've already touched on the fact that it doesn't matter whether you're big or small, it can still work for you. My, my, my question is, it's a bit of a cart and horse kind of scenario in terms of how do you get started with the system? Like, does a developer or the architect decide we're going to use the yep. system and everyone else has got to fall in line? Or does the builder decide that? How do you get everyone to use the system? Yeah, so um, I guess, first of all... Uh, it's not a one-in-all-in uh, system. So the great thing is uh, Progress Claim basically works on a contract-by-contract basis. So, for example, you could you could use Progress Claim on one project or all your projects. You could use it on five contracts on one project, not all 20, 30 contracts. If, for example, um, somebody pushed back and said, I've got my own process and I just don't want to use it. However, obviously, the more you use it, the more efficiency you get and the less risk you have on issues like variations, risk and stuff. So um, anybody in the supply chain can buy a progress claim and they can, uh, they can either set up their own contract and issue it to the other contract counterparty and ask them to collaborate together and manage it together, and that's the ideal scenario. Um, but equally, if the other contract party doesn't want to play ball, they say no. We we want to. We've got our own process. And we want to stick to that. That's fine too. So we have a we call it self-assess. Where a subcontractor, for example, could say, "I really love using this. The format of this, um, my my ob system doesn't have this functionality." For example, they could use Progress Claim to submit the claims to the to their builder, and the builder might approve that, assess it, and send back some correspondence back to them on payment. Ultimately, through their own system, the subby would then just replicate those details into progress claim before issuing the next claim. We do integrate with Myob, Zero, and QuickBooks Online as well, so we actually, once that approved claim, um, or even the claim, you can opt either way. At the time you submit a claim or at the time it's approved, you can then create a tax invoice that matches, matches that. Um, at the other end, we integrate with all the leading uh, enterprise systems, so in, in the case of Australia, that's uh, companies like uh, JobPack, uh, Viewpoint and Sage Timberline, for example, um, we work with them also. So, um, and that and that applies to both large subcontractors and, and builders and developers. Um, we push the data in and out of those systems as well. So, ultimately, what we are is a portal where both parties come together, can manage that contract, negotiate, and agree exactly what's going to be paid, and then the data pushes back into the actual uh, enterprise systems or small business accounting systems. Of, either the, the employer or the supplier. Do you have to start at the beginning of the project for the system to work or could you start using it a couple of months in or halfway through? No, you can absolutely, you can, you can start anywhere you like, halfway through a project, halfway through a contract on a project. doesn't matter. By and large, and this is, this is actually part of the problem, is that um, progress claims really uh, annoy, are made on a 
cumulative project to date basis. So if we're at claim five, the expectation from the payer is that a claim will be made for this is the valuation of the works that, that I assert that I have completed up to this date, this you know, claim five, this, this, date, this period of time. And then the calculation of what's to be paid for the month is cumulative work to date or project to date this period, subtract cumulative project to date last period gives me what they're entitled to for this month. That in itself causes is quite confusing for many small subcontractors or small contractors, right? So we can we can start anywhere on that claim five, for example, we can just pick up that piece and say, okay, this is what was approved last time, so project is eight, and so this is what I'm claiming this time, project today. Doesn't matter. So we don't short answer is we can pick it up anywhere within a project and within a contract on a project. Um, it's very, very easy. And look, we, we can help people with that process too. So we've got a, we've got a, a, a growing support team um, and we can get people up and running. Um, we have 24-hour phone support. We have in-app chat. We have in-app videos showing people how to use the software. You can actually import and export in and out of Excel and CSV files and other things like that. And uh, it's incredibly easy to use. So, Lincoln, you're obviously talking about uploading some pretty confident, oh, some pretty sensitive documents. I presume the system's pretty secure? Yeah, absolutely. Um, each contract and each project is, uh, I guess, ring-fenced and, and, and segregated. Uh, and obviously, everything's password uh, encrypted um, to ensure that only appropriate personnel within an organisation can see data. And, of course, obviously... Uh, each contractor can only see their own project uh, or projects from their point of view. The actual system itself is hosted on Amazon Web Services uh, in their Sydney data centres. Um, so uh, yeah, it's basically the, the largest uh, service provider globally, um, and we have uh, the database is, is backed up automatically, daily, and stored on uh, on an S3 storage device, ready for access uh, if, if um, other one other server became unavailable. We do daily backs up seven days a week. All the communications are protected by um, what they call SSL uh, encryption. Uh, our, our fundamentally, our software stack, if you like, is is uh, very similar um, to LinkedIn, which is most of your um, audience probably would be familiar with that. It's one of the largest, most successful uh, social media uh, applications globally, and our technology stack is very similar to that. And also, given that effectively is a is an invite only sort of network again where people don't want to be spammed or people uh, knowing exactly what who, who's talking to who um, our, our security is similar great to that all right so it's pretty secure you can feel pretty safe using it absolutely and contractually of course with our terms of agreement and everything else we we we, we commit to protecting our customers data and you've been going out, talking to people and rolling this out in, in various sized organisations. What kind of feedback have you been getting from people that are actually using it? Look, the, the customer feedback's incredible. Only yesterday, just uh, a little note passed on to me from our team, uh, which was a thanks to one of our support staff um, you know, for, for the fantastic job they do um, in, in just helping with, with some minor issues. Um, we, we, don't, we, we, we don't really have any negative feedback the, the, there is some I guess apprehension around starting to use a system for the first time quite often 
quite often, you know, a, a, our customer will often be a builder who will then invite the subcontractors in. That, that's a typical dynamic at the moment. And, uh, you know, inst- instantly then subcontractors are naturally suspicious, saying, well, this is, the builder wants to use this, this can't be bad for me, because that's the way the industry thinks, right? Everyone's trying to screw each other. Um, the reality is it's a win-win for both. The subcontractor is ultimately given the tools to, to do what they're supposed to do under their subcontract agreement, and that is provide a conforming payment claim with the appropriate information in it. The feedback we get from subcontractors is, okay, let me use this. We literally takes them about 15 minutes to work out how to use it. It's that simple to use. And then they quickly turned around and said, we love this. Can we use this for other builders? Um, and in our original beta model, we didn't have this functionality. We, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the commercial release, um, which, which we released uh, early in 2015, uh, we actually have a function now where you could originally be a subcontractor invited in by a builder. When you love it, and we know you do, and that is the experience, you can then... Uh, upgrade your subscription and become uh, have the ability to write your own contracts and push it out to another builder and invite them to collaborate with you and that's what we're seeing this network effect uh, builder sells it, sells it if you like from our point of view to uh, subcontractor subcontractor loves it sells it to another builder that builder then says hey you know what I should use this to make my claims up the line to the developer or the developer's QS great I can do that too then they do it the QS is invited to observe this, this uh, or get a copy of this claim. QS says, this is better than my spreadsheet that I'm bumbling around with. Can I buy? Answer, yes, you can. So we basically we service any any two contract parties in the supply chain, right at the top from, effectively from the financier to to the sub-subcontractor um, we, we have a solution for. And they can literally uh, acquire the software via the web, go to progressclaim.com and sign up. That in, in a, with about a minute or two later, they are on board. And they can create a project very simply, create a contract, and issue that by email an invitation to somebody else. It's that quick and that simple. Uh-huh. And in terms of change management, I guess just on that topic, um, we we don't, and this is part of our, our proposition, you don't have to change your existing systems and processes. If you are a MyOB customer, you can stick with MyOB. If you are a job pack customer, you keep your job pack system. What we do is we replace email and spreadsheet only. Um, and that's where all the, the risk and the inefficiency is. We found in many cases with our customers, where we've gone in there and got them up to speed, um, we, we found their spreadsheets are broken. And with, you know, we've, we've seen spreadsheet errors. Uh, and in fact, it was one the other day, it was $200,000 error for one month on one claim, one trade. Now, that was a big trade package, right? But, you know, the management's blissfully unaware of this. There's some guy, you know, a PM sitting on a job with his spreadsheet that he's brought across from his last company. Uh, it's been broken somewhere late at night at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock when he's trying to get some um, invoices approved and the formula's been overridden and broken long ago, you know, and nobody's watching this stuff. And our system can quickly uncover those kind of... Errors. Fantastic. Well, if people want to find out more about progressclaim.com, what should they do or where should they go? Uh, well, directly straight to uh, the website. And as the name uh, implies, just go to progressclaim.com. Or if uh, you prefer it, please uh, give us a call. We're on 1300 Claimed, and that is 1300 252 463, and we'd be delighted to help you. Great. Well, 
I think we might leave it there, Lincoln. It's been a great conversation with you. I've got a sore neck from nodding so much, <laughs> all the things that you've been saying. So thanks very much for your time and for being on the Property Developer Podcast. Absolute pleasure, Justin. Justin, we'd we'll love to help the industry ease the pain of progress claims. Good on you. Well, how about that? Progressclaim.com sounds like a good solution to a thorny, painful problem. I certainly know that getting the monthly progress claim paperwork and details sorted out is time-consuming and at times frustrating. I did take a couple of things away from my conversation with Lincoln, and they are... 1. Stay on top of the progress claim process. I can see how easy it is for things to veer off course quickly and over small misunderstandings or poor communication. These things can snowball and before you know it, the builder is grumpy and you have to spend time unscrambling the egg. 2. Make sure you have someone reliable managing your progress claims. We have our architect managing the contract with the builder and that includes handling the monthly progress claims. We also have the quantity surveyor go over the claim and assess if everything being claimed has been done. Having a trained set of eyes go over the claims and talk with the builder about any potential issues or discrepancies is hugely helpful. It means you can nip things in the bud early and keep construction and relationships on track. And three, keep in mind all the people who may be involved on the work site and consider the paperwork and time they have to spend on ensuring they get paid. Things like filling out spreadsheets and sending them through to the builder, paying their staff and keeping their cash flow going are all important to these small business owners. And it is also beneficial for you to consider what an important role you are playing in all these people's lives by creating jobs and income through your project. When you stop and think about how many lives you touch as a developer, it can be quite humbling and also rewarding. On that positive note, I'm going to sign off from this episode. You can check out progressclaim.com at their website, progressclaim.com. You can also head over to propertydeveloperpodcast.com for past episodes or to leave a comment about the show. Or drop by iTunes and leave a comment and rating. I'd be grateful if you did. Until next time, may all your progress claims go smoothly. You've been listening to the Property Developer Podcast. Tune in next time for more tips, ideas and inspiration to take your developing to the next level. For more developing love, make sure to visit propertydeveloperpodcast.com.